This is the Press Conference Podcast, Mixtape 18. I'm here with Phil. My name is Dave. How's it going? It's going. It's been good. It's Sunday night. Um, It's been a big week, but I'm glad to finally get behind the mic after a few changes over last week, to be honest. Life's been pretty crazy. Yeah, it has been. You've been everywhere, man. I have. I've been... uh... I've been everywhere and I'm, I'm tired and this chat though really woke me up. I had a great time on this chat today. Me too. Um, this was really awesome. We've been tr- teeing this up for a little while and I'm so glad it kind of happened when it did uh, because I think we may not have had the insight we wanted when we, if we recorded it maybe three or four weeks ago. No, I mean, some of the, some of the things that came out of this chat, I was, I was so happy with. Um, some of our questions were probably a bit niche and we wouldn't have had that if we uh, recorded this before this person's album had come out. Mm-hmm. But no, I think it, it worked out as it should have, as everything does in life. And uh, yeah, this was this was a special one. And I think it just caps off this, the, the penultimate week of our partnership with uh, Stiff Cut Records and the Dream Division. Yep. Uh, we've been plugging them for the last nine weeks now. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a great way to to cap it off with one of I think in my opinion, maybe my favorite and probably my eyes one of the biggest artists they've they've had out of their label and they've had some big artists on their label, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, this was a good chat. Yeah, um, and just uh, yeah, this episode is brought to you by Stiff Cut Records and the Dream Division. Um, they're the current stockers, main stockers of um, the Agnes Manners album. Peace and why I didn't think I deserved it or really needed it anyway. Um, so, mm. yep, got it out. <laughs> um, there's still physicals on their store. You can get them from Artist First and some at Distro as well. Um, pick up the Hallucination. They're always crackers. Um, they're coming out of the Dunk plant now, which is just of the highest quality pretty much. So. Highest quality. Um, they're gonna they're gonna look sound and um, feel so much better when you get them in hand. So support the locals. If you enjoy this record, go and buy it. Um, I've got one on the way. Phil's got all of them on the way. Um, it's just really cool to see the um, these guys doing cool stuff. Well, let's uh, let's uh, hold ourselves back before we simp a little bit too much on this podcast. Um, there's about a, an hour of uh, conversation coming up with a bit of that. Uh, so, yeah, we can't thank enough Matt from Agnes Manners uh, for coming on this week. Go and enjoy this chat and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Sweet. So we are joined uh, by Matt from Agnes Manners. How's it going, mate? Hey, man. I'm, uh, uh, things are going well. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. How's your week been? Ah, uh, the week's been good. Um, pretty, pretty garden variety week. Nothing too much to report. The week before was good. We we put out the new record and and that and that's doing well. So that's that that was very exciting. It is really good. Um, and congratulations on a su- successful uh, release. And um, yeah, it's something that I've smashed in the last couple of weeks. And and Phil and I were just talking about it earlier because we haven't actually talking about it too much. Um, I've talked about it too much in the last until this today, and we're both really, really happy with what you've put out. It's so good. Yeah, thank you, Dave. No, I was going to say, I think after like Dave and I, we've been talking to you know a few a few local bands and independent artists that that put music out, and 
I think we were, Dave and I didn't expect it to be easy anyway, but talking to more and more artists, it's not an easy thing to do. So um, I guess how's the build up to this release been for yourself? It's been a very different experience to, to anything I've ever done um, because I, this one I did, for every release I've ever done, I've always had a, a really uh, a significant um, budget for PR and for, and obviously um, much further in the past we had label backing and a lot of financial support. And with this one, it was um, kind of very much just, just us or just uh, just me rather as um, the other guys, one, one of the guys recently got married and then the, another one recently had a, had a baby girl. And so it sort of, sort of fell to me. We've been sitting on the record for a long time and, and it fell to me to, to um, just do the PR as best I could um, with a very, very limited understanding of it, to be honest. But um, so uh, in answer to your question, it's, it's been a very, a very different process, but I've learned a lot and um i really think that the songs speak for themselves regardless of my my not knowing how to navigate <laughs> the social media landscape we completely feel you there like the pr stuff <laughs> is uh is probably our weakest point because <laughs> it's so hard to get yourself out there and and pick up these algorithms and everything like that and and we're kind of the same we try and let our content do the the talking as well, so to speak. Yeah, man. It's uh, particularly with um, obviously, I'm sure you guys are aware of how powerful um, playlisting is now. It's kind of like a superpower with music and being um, and being so uh, we're not really settled into one genre, so we've never had any any. Um, understandably we've never had any any luck with that sort of thing so it's been a very um yeah yeah very yeah unfortunately we sort of had to had to roll with the punches with that sort of thing because it's um hard, yeah hard to be sort of lumped in with other bands which is which is also a, a good thing we, we we like that about ourselves so yeah nice well i think we've got some more questions about the record but i thought we'd take it back a little bit uh something we ask all of our guests on the pod I guess, how did you get into music back in the day? And then what led you to, I mean, the different genres of music you've worked in and where you've landed now? Like, how's that been for you and that evolution? Yeah. Oh, very large question. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> my very story large is, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that's all right, man. My, my story isn't particularly um, unique or, or romantic. Um, music always just had a magic to me when I, when I was young. And I think the earliest thing that I really loved was, was in an NSYNC song. That's the first thing I remember really like loving, which is, which is really funny. Um, and then, um, you have to remind me, where, where am I going after this? <laughs> no, I guess just, I mean, obviously like getting into NSYNC, like as a kid, that's pretty cool. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to, to that in some way, whether it's NSYNC or another, something else in the pop realm. Mm. I, I guess I guess from there, I mean, what was it like? Did you used to buy CDs or like watch music clips or like how did you kind of and then eventually find the music that I guess led you yeah. to the band you're in? Yeah, man. That's a, so I, I was drawn towards um, distorted guitar based music um, and, and I don't, don't know what it was about it, but I just always felt sort of, um, 
Yeah, drawn to it, and I think I think one of the first the first CD that I ever bought was uh, Good Charlotte's uh, Young and the Hopeless, I think, which is two two thousand two, I think that came out, and I think it was their sophomore record. Um, yeah, and then from there it was just yeah, I went headlong down down into the rabbit hole with uh, and it got real real um, eclectic real quick. Like I was super into I could sing you the Eminem show front to back and also um Slipknot's Iowa and Mike and Michael Romance's uh Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and uh, nice. yeah and then from there probably we did a lot more digging backwards, like finding out the influences of what I like like for example, um Queen's influence on My Chemical Romance and then yeah, it's like that that sort of thing fascinated me. I'd, I'd go back to the back to the roots of everything and sort of make my dissections and 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 learn that way. Um, particularly with regard to um, learning the guitar. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Those Venn diagrams are really cool when you you kind of track back because there is some definitely some overlap in some of them and and like the Queen influences and then some other bands have really heavy pop influences even though they're very alternative in the current scene like um and we'll kind of get into that a little bit with your playlist as, as well down the track but there's a, a good venn diagram for you that kind of splits off very eclectically as you said and it's really cool to see yes sir thank you so i guess going back then do you remember what um do you remember what your first gig you ever went to was? I ever went to? Gosh, that's actually, that's um, dude. You know what? I, I, I like the first like big like like non local thing. I think it was Slipknot. Oh, nice. Which yeah, at, at Horton Pavilion with um and Hatebreed opened, and uh and a band called Days End. I think I think that was in. Yeah, yeah, man, it was it was terrifying. There was a, a guy with gigantic um, dreads just headbanging in front of me, and I had a, a mouthful that I can still taste it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hectic! And then, do you do you remember? I mean, so you you were a Sydney boy, right? Before you moved to Melbourne. Yes, sir. Yeah. What was the local scene like, I guess, when you were getting into music and, and starting your own bands and things like that? What was that like up here? Because I've only been in Sydney for three years, so I, I, it's very different now, I've been told. So I'm keen to know, like, what was it like for you? Yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, it, it was everything to us when we were kids. Like, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's a very uh, hackneyed sort of story. Like, you know, it's just you're obsessed with it and that's all you do over a weekend and uh yeah I, it, it was very much all consuming like we're just trading always listening to each other's music and everyone was at the same shows and and then that helped um forge everybody's careers it was funny man because we would have these parties of a weekend and then members of thy art is murder and tonight alive um and all these be like sort of household names that were just like like babies back then. <laughs> we were all like so close knit and and hanging out in a room together, and, and it's a very very uh, and and uh, Hellions of course, and it's a very fond thing to think back on. Uh, North Lane, you know, it's 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 
thinking back on that with all those all those people as kids all together um spending time together and, and supporting each other to where they're at now is a is a wonderful thing and something that probably wouldn't happen very often now or if ever <laughs> everyone's kind of yeah, around you- the world now yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, you mean in regards to like all of us like being in the same room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dear. Unless it were like a, in a in a festival setting or something like that. Like it. Yeah, I, I, I certainly couldn't see it. And 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 how long have you been in Melbourne for now? I've been in Melbourne for I think just I think going on. It'd be up. It'd be five years now. Yeah. Nice. So you got a few good years before COVID, kind of. <laughs> Was a bit I, I did indeed, yeah. <laughs> and it was nice to be in a, in a, in a the, the novelty of just having moved here hadn't worn off when COVID had kicked in, so that, that was, I was very fortunate in that regard. Yeah, nice. Um, and sorry, one more one more question about local gigs because we we do love talking about it. Yeah, have yeah, you found, like have you spent much time in the, in Melbourne in the, the local scene there and kind of comparing it to Sydney at all or? Um, I have, man. I have indeed. A, a lot, a lot is obviously you feel very different as a person. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm 32 now, and and the scene when it was when we were really like thriving and in it, we were in our teens. So it's like obviously so much has changed since then. But um, but yeah, the the I'm really I'm really loving um, like the sort of gritty punk scene, like uh. Do you guys know of uh, Rub R-U-B? Is it a, a band, a female-fronted sort of uh, uh, femme punk act? It's, it's they're fucking awesome, and and um, I watch them every opportunity I I get, and uh, yeah, every, and I'm introduced to a new band every time I see them play, and um. There's another band called The Myths that are like a sort of psychedelic rock and roll. Like that, their whole scene is really cool too. So, and both mm. both those th- those scenes are um, quite new to me. To and be honest, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so it, it's kind of um, yeah. The the uh, bloom is still very much on the rose when it comes to those those sorts of. Uh, those sorts of crowds because I'm just, I, I really, I really uh, get a kick out of new, th- new experiences with new people. And I hope that answers your question, man. I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm digressing a little. No, it's fine. No, I think, I think it does. And I think, especially with bands like that. And I mean, Dave, we, we talk all the time about the new music we found through lockdown and, you know, social media is a hell of a thing, right? And you find all these different pockets of bands that, half the stuff I listened to now, I didn't even know that there was a scene for that, you know, before, before COVID. So yeah, I mean, it's so cool. Melbourne's such a good place for it. Yeah, man. I, I feel as though I should be doing a little bit more. Um, I mean, you always can be, but it's unfortunately life gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, the, <clears throat> I've kind of discovered the, uh, the Australian shoegaze kind of scene recently in the last couple of weeks. So I saw, a Queensland band called Sunbleached last night, and they were really good. And like, yeah. I didn't even realize that there was like this Aussie, Aussie shoegaze kind of scene going on. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to. Um, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, they're they're real good. 
Pardon me, man. What, what was the, the name one more time? Uh, Sunbleached. Sunbleached. Yep. How was that gig, Dave? That was, so really, was a better half, right? Yeah, the better half EP release show. Yeah, nice. Sick. I think my... my well, I, th- I think moving forward... Play, play that one. Pardon me. I'm sorry, Dave. I played the gig last night. That's okay. Was he in like Day Saints or... Oh. Uh, Day Saints, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yep. yeah, my boy Sam, yeah, yeah. He he sings for Day Saints. Yeah, and that was that was oh, their nice. debut show. How, how'd they go? I missed what them. I had the <laughs> the kids with me, so I had to put them to bed before I came down. But I heard they did really well, and he kind of featured in the comeback kid cover that Saving Face played a couple of weeks ago. And he's got some good pipes on him. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he'd, he'd be um, so pleased to hear you say that. I'll relay that. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> I think they're playing. They're playing a show on like a few days before Christmas. I'm gonna be in Melbourne for. I'm pretty keen to see him. Yep. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I may show. very well see you there, brother. Ooh, yeah, yeah, sweet. Um, well, I, th- I guess moving into the new record, so Peace and Why I Didn't Think I Deserved It or Really Needed It Anyway, uh, I think this re- episode will come out on Tuesday, so it's nearly two weeks since it's been out. Um, as yep. Dave mentioned at the top, we're, we're absolutely loving it. Um, I, guess, I guess one thing we want to start with, like how, how have you found it being, obviously how did you approach, approach writing this record? Obviously a, a second album, um, especially since going out kind of on your own, like you mentioned earlier, like what's that been like for you? Um, it's been a joy for the most part. Man. Like I, I, I love um, writing music and, and it's been, um, it's just, it's been such an adventure, particularly with uh, writing with Alex and CJ, the, who are the drummer and um, guitarist in the band respectively. They're, they're both such fantastic musicians and, um, so this, that first record, the first record, Fantasia Famish, I did that uh, all, all alone. And this one, though, uh, the boys really stepped in, and and they, and it was so cool to have them contribute um, in their own way. Like they, 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 they are such. They're both multi instrumentalists, and they're both just so knowledgeable about everything. Like they, they produced, helped produce the vocal. They know everything about. Um, uh, drum tone and sound and and just like their mix notes were just insane. I, I could go on about it forever, but it was just it was such a lovely. Um, and our producer Callum should also be he's he's included in that in that statement as well. It was such a such a a good experience, really positive, really um really felt the teamwork. Nice, <clears throat> that's. That's really cool to hear, and I think it's definitely like a, a, a big step forward for you guys. Like you can hear that well, the feeling is still there, but the you can kind of tell that the, the whole band is, is involved in that. Um, I think it's really yeah. – you can really feel it. It was it familiar. It, it yeah. was familiar, but it was also like new. I thought it was yeah, really cool. yeah. And I was oh, keen to man, that's... because I, th- I thought that it – I thought you wrote the first one on your own, and then the band came in kind of a bit later for shows, right? Yes, yes, sir. That yeah, yes, yeah, 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 bro. That's that's exactly how it happened. So it's like yeah, they they just started to 
the singles after the first album, then they, they started to contribute to those, um, little like bit by bit. And then they, this was the first like fully fledged, I present the songs to, to them. That's sort of the way it works. Like I'll write the, the, um, skeletons, but then they'll really help me like flesh it out, which is, which is really sick. That's so cool. And it, it must be fun for you to help get that help as well. And like, um, and they'll be able to understand the songs from your point of view as well. Cause they, they're like really sound like you're all on the same page. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. We've all, we all came up sort of in a similar way. I think what Alex used to play for, do you remember storm the sky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex used to play drums for storm the sky and, and, um, I played for uh, Bankworld Hellions and 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 they were both on the same label, but we never really. It's funny we we never really played together or anything, or, or very seldom anyway. But um, we sort of came up the same way, so it sort of it lends itself to to some um, I don't know some mind reading shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> when we're in when we're in the studio. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so, I mean, we had, we had a few probably more more niche questions, but for, I just want to know how did the title? I mean, I guess the theme for this record. Um, what kind of when you guys were building it together? What did you want to kind of convey in these tracks? And then, yeah, yeah, this one this one was so um so broad, man. And, and congratulations on pronouncing it correctly, Philip. Because <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard for me to. I've yeah. I've gone to say I've gone to say it on stage and then I just say peace and then just like leave it leave the <laughs> leave I've the been calling it peace like just talking about I've been calling it the like peace record but I've got it in bold on my screen so I wouldn't stuff it up so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very well done man um, yeah I, I I loved first of all I loved the um as soon as I came across I I don't know I can't remember how the title came to me but it just felt so right and I knew that that was it from the well, I mean, that was sort of, that was both the mission statement, like to, it was the question that I wanted to answer with the songs. So, yeah. And I guess it's, um, pardon me if I, if I keep digressing, man, I'm, not, I, I, I'm getting no, quite bored with this no, at times. Um, yeah, the, the, topically it was, it's, it was a really funny one because I was in the throes of pretty heavy alcoholism and learning that I was, um, that I had a, it's a, it's a big, a big problem that's run through my family. And, and I was, I was realizing it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm pretty deep into this and, and, uh, had to start sort of shoveling my way out. And I was uh, documenting that as I, as I was going and then trying to find out why it was that I was so compelled to drink and, um, yeah, just try and get to the bottom of that without it just being a like really do some do some big digging, um, which and you, you sort of get get that in the middle of the record with um, like reconcile and uh, carpe that dies a pan, um, and the tandem the the flip side of it is that I had discovered <laughs> sort of just discovered um, spirituality at the same time, which is a I'd always just assumed um living spiritually was just a hippy dippy um sort of uh, just, just sort of uh, i don't know just not just ignoring 
um, some pretty fundamental facts about life, but I, I can't understand how, how mm. stupid that was of me to assume. I um, yeah, I, I just read a lot, a lot of um, books rooted in spirituality, and, and I didn't realize how much it would resonate with me, and and that's um, and that and that part rears its head mostly in the title track and in um, Satori, the the closer there, and and um, Infinite Stimulant. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely very uh, you know I suppose most most albums are, but it, but it's a very yin yang yang thing. Um, but but very specific themes. Um, I'd, I'd I'd never written written with such a specific um, like syllabus before. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, nice, and I think. I mean, I, I, hearing you talk about that that way, I mean, listening to it, you can kind of feel, I guess, the spirituality bit of it. I mean, it kind of leads to some of the questions we have coming up, and I think it's just atmosphere that you kind of bring on this record. It just feels like some of these songs, it just feels a little bit bigger. It takes like this next step up. Not the first track, the songs went big, but they, just there, there's like a, a sense of atmosphere. And like you said with Satori, especially with kind of the, how that track builds towards the end, I think you can really feel a lot of that. And I think uh, hearing you yeah. talk about it, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, thank you, brother. So with uh, with, with Shepherd Tones and <laughs> and Satori, um, they're kind of like very ambient songs with with some um, like some clips and stuff in there. So how did you come about bringing those to life? Because uh, they'd be very different to to the actual songs. I, I would feel. Oh yes, sir. Um... Those uh, were, uh, I sort of, I, I have, I'm obsessed with, I take voice memos all the time and it's, and it's kind of like to the point of, it's, it, it can be kind of ruse actually, you know, the, the amount that I do it like surreptitiously, like <laughs> under the table or like at, at, on public transport and shit. And, and I just, I don't know, I wanted to. I wanted to sort of tell the story with, with the shepherd tone. I wanted to tell the story of Agnes forming and it starts with a voice memo of, uh, John and I, um, at a writing session for the song before, uh, for repeat. And then it goes into, um, like my time with Hellions and sort of, and, and so my father dying and my moving into Melbourne and then sinking into, um, I guess the uh, a hedonistic lifestyle, and then then the the loss of uh, Sean Kennedy, and then sort of our way of dealing with that. Um, I just I wanted to sort of tell tell the story, but just with um just snippets. I wanted it to feel very very unnerving, and obviously it's called the shepherd tone because there is a shepherd tone beneath it, it the whole thing. And what that is is that um, rising sound that you hear, but it's and it, and it feels like it doesn't stop rising when it's really it's just sort sort of like an auditory illusion, but it's a very very uh, panic inducing sound. That is incredible because Dave and I, we, I mean, we didn't, we haven't spoken much about the record because we're waiting to talk with you about it. Um, but there too, like that track in particular, I just felt like this was something we wanted to talk to you about. 
Um, and I feel like it comes at such an important time of the record as well. Like we think repeat beforehand, it's arguably one of my favorite tracks on the record, but then the, afterwards to Carpe, Dia, Dia, I can't, I'm not going to try and say it properly. It just builds like crazy, crazily. And I mean, it's like nearly a four minute track and normally you don't get that for, for tracks like that. And I think it just, it, it feels like you had a real purpose with it and yeah, it's why we came to us. I know it's a weird question, probably. <laughs> oh no, dude. I'm, yeah, it's it's a really good one, and I and I and I, I want to explain. Um, Alex is behind. Alex, the drummer, is behind all of the soundscapes. So I sort of just given him the sequence of um, voice memos, and he was behind all of the soundscape work and like ends. He sort of mixed them himself as well, and and it's and it was pretty painstaking for him, and I'm very proud of him, particularly um, with Satori because that that was, yeah, he he did such a beautiful job of making it feel really um, healthy and um, and and peaceful, and just with with the soundscapes that he that he'd created based off the chords of Peace, the song before, sort of like just synth- synthesized, and. Um, it was a it was a funny thing, man. It was a, the the baby crying at the end is my niece, whose name is Penelope. It's like, but we as we were constructing that song, Alex just found out that he was going to be a father, so it was it was given this double meaning, and it was wow. made very special. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a memory when I listen to like the Shepherd Tone and Satori. It feels like a memory, like I'm. I'm like going through those things with you or with the band and with you guys. It's mm. like a memory. I could like think back and think of moments in my life where I've been maybe had a, like a voicemail or a call from someone and those clips and stuff. So it was really, um, yeah, it was really interesting to to take that ride with you guys. Thank you very much, Dave. Yeah, bro, it, it um, those are really special and very obviously very personal. But it, but I wanted to. Yeah, I, I guess prime, first and foremost, like showcase the love that are between the love that is between my friends and I, and um, I think that's pretty palpable. I think we 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 manage that, you know, even even though there's a lot of uh, some some pretty some pretty hard stuff that's hard to hear in um, the shepherd tone. I, I think that the the love for each other sort of prevails over, over everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to to probably ask a bit more of a generic and less niche question now, do you uh, yeah, do you have a favorite track on the record? Uh, I, yeah, I do. It 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 change it changes all the time. Um, but uh, I'm actually <laughs> just gonna have a look at the track listing right now. I should. You would have thought that I'd be able to spit that out straight in the spot. Um, <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> but probably prob- probably peace i'd say man i think um yeah just be- just because it's the um, if if there's a song that's going to help people i think that, that that'd be the one it, it just se- yeah it seems to be the most it feels the most um health health giving and like i'm doing something good you know i love that i mean it's it's my favorite i think um <laughs> Along, along with Rebecca, yeah. but Dave, I don't know about you what you're the favourite or not, but... I really like Peace and Forest Fire. I just, um, yeah, mm. I really enjoy Forest Fire. 
Yeah, man. That that's that's probably a, cl- a close second for me too. I think just um, melodically and uh, very old. It took us. Uh, that's that's probably like the maybe this sixth or seventh rendition of that song. And yeah, very very old one, oh, but wow. it's but yeah yeah. It took it took a while to finesse and then. But um, yeah, really loved the way that it turned out. Nice. Um, the the uh, and then I guess for the release. I'm sorry. I was, yeah, I was going to ask if you would. I was going to ask if you. Oh, you go. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was going to stupidly. I was just going to. I was making a joke. I was going to ask if you enjoyed the the lyric about the dog shitting outside <laughs> <laughs> in the bridge. <laughs> I did pick up on that. And I was like, that's interesting. But <laughs> yeah, but well, a bit of humor goes a long way. I think. Uh, um, sorry, yeah, I've got a lag again, Dave. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask is, is obviously this is an independent release, but you do have physicals with you know our friends as well over at Stiff Cut Records, and um, there's some really nice records. Um, what's that been like they're working awesome. with them? They've been a bit of a sponsor for us over the last few months. So yeah, I oh, mean, it, it's such a pleasure to work with with um, with both of the boys. I I um, I developed like a, a, what I would call like a true friendship with them, you know, like it's, they, they, they just care so much about the, about the artist and not, not about every artist that they work with. And it's palpable in their work. You can feel it. And when you, when you get the shit in your hands as well, it's, it's, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unreal. Like they're, they're magicians, aren't they? Like what they're doing, it's, 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 pretty well unprecedented i I've ne- i'd never seen anything like that hmm. yeah. and uh, oh, yeah we, we have <laughs> yes sorry yeah this lag is killing us <laughs> i think gonna say something dave no what i was gonna say was um hmm. yeah i think those two boys like we we've, we've spoken a lot on the pod about how we met both of them uh both short and, and alex um but I think, yeah, we, we've built good friendships with both of them. And I think the way they talk about music, even that music that they're not working with, it's just incredible. And I think that comes through in the work. And I absolutely can't wait to see how these come to life. Um, because, yeah, there's some crazy variants. And I feel like, you know, um, Alex does a great job with with the jackets and with, you know, protecting the artwork and the vision. So I think it's going to come through really, really nicely. Yeah, man, absolutely. I, I can't wait to actually, like have them like see 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 them and hold them these ones they're um yeah we alex ensured that we got i requested that we have like an actual like parental advisory like sticker and like a, a label for agnes man agnes manor's piece and why i didn't think i deserved it or, or really needed it anyway like on as an embossed like sticker on the record and and little details like that is, is just yeah. so fucking cool man like and then obviously the vinyl the the vinyls themselves like hmm. yeah absolute absolute uh absolute genius and i and i cannot wait to see him to hold them so are you are you a vinyl guy yourself like do you do you collect like outside of your own stuff not really dave i i, I i'm often given vinyl and i and i like to 
and I, I love you know I, I think that's a, it's such a wonderful thing for somebody to to know your, your taste in music and it's and it's a be- beautiful gift to receive but I don't really use my my vinyl player to be honest man it's like I I, I um yeah which is yeah very uh unromantic and un unmusical of me but um yeah I, I've just never been of that persuasion but maybe it might might be something that's to to come for me but yeah uh yeah never been a collector or anything like that no it's an expensive hobby i was gonna say you're probably safe not doing it (laughs) yeah i'm I'm looking at your your background right now dave (laughs) just behind you (laughs) yeah it's quite quite expensive yeah lots of trouble from the Uh, there are worse habits. It's all right. There is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get into the playlist? So, um, do you want to explain to us the theme behind the songs you you've sent through? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I guess like the the like the pertinence to to the record sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. So. What have we got there? We've got uh, the Orville Peck song. Yep, so we'll talk um, about that one which, first. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't think I've heard this song before, so it was really cool listening through this playlist and I was messaging Phil the first time I listened to it. And, um, yeah, this was a great start. Yeah, oh, man, isn't it? It's so it's such drive and he's um, – I love country and uh, folk music for the, for the storytelling and, and – um, just in general, I, I, I've always been quite a fan, but Orville Peck has this really, this he's really the, theatrical in his composition and and his vocal performance as well. This he sounds a little like um, Elvis at times, and and yeah, just yeah, what a what a bloody star! I thought it was really interesting that you picked this track because as soon as I started listening to it, and it just my my relationship with Orville Peck is I've had a lot of friends up here that have gotten me to, cause he was up here not too long ago telling me to listen to him. And I didn't piece together that I could, I could hear the influence in, I guess your songwriting in a way, cause I think they build. And then you said it, the theatrics of it is just, it makes so much sense that you've picked this song. Um, yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. Super big fan of that one. And him in general, man, that, that, that record I think is great. I, I saw him when he came out. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's sick. <clears throat> well, we'll um, we'll queue it up now. We've got one after it, and then uh, we'll see you guys in a few. Buddy, we got major blues. Another suitcase in your hand. I hope you brought your walking shoes. Long hairs, low eyes, I like your style 
seen my band in a while At least nothing seems to last that long So hit the road, pick on Take me home to Mississippi
So at the top there, we had Daytona Sand by Orville Peck, followed by Love on Top by Beyonce, which I thought was an awesome choice. Uh, why, why this one? That that one um, very clearly was the influence behind the, the four key changes at the end of Table of Plenty, the, the first song on the record. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I remember. I'll never forget having. I think I think that song was 2014 when that came out, and just I was just like, just the the constant key changing. And I think she does like maybe seven or eight or something, and it's just. And I, I remember being baffled by it. It's like I have to do that one day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, that that song started out, started out as a Hellion song that didn't didn't really make. Um, the boys and I sort of sort of dis- disagreed about where we wanted it to head, and we couldn't just couldn't get it together in time, sort of thing. So it was, um, yeah, it was it was nice to to pick that up in, with this project, and and finally, yeah, get uh, get it to life and make my make my Beyonce dream come true. Awesome. What do you did you like? Do you like the song, Dave? <laughs> yeah, remember remember what I sent you <laughs> when I first got the tracks. I was like, "Why? How am I singing along to Beyonce?" That's right. <laughs> this is the best Beyonce, Beyonce song. I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's really yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that something that you wouldn't usually listen to, Dave? Like, are you are you averse to like pop music? Oh, I'm not really averse. I just don't seek it out. So like I'm like um, yeah yeah. It's not something I seek out, and I probably should because. Phil and I talk about it all the time. It's like pop music's really hard to write. Like a good pop song is really hard to write. So it's not like I don't like it. It's just I don't seek it out. Yeah. Oh man. And there's so. I mean, there's a lot of shit out there too. You know. Like <laughs> <laughs> if, if if I may be so bold to say. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It, it it is hard to write to write a really good pop song. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, the next track that we're going to load up soon uh, is a personal favorite of mine as well. So I was so stoked to see this come on. Uh, Chanel by Frank Ocean. Yes. How did this one come to? Uh, how did this one come to be one of your choices? So this one is this one directly contribute. Uh, in Forest Fire, this one is directly referenced. Um, there's a line at like the, I think it's, it might even be in the very first verse. I'm pretty sure it is. I should, I should know. Um, but it's the, um, can't you see I am the big man, God level, um, I am the I am. And, and I always thought that that was such a powerful lyric and I wanted to appropriate that. And obviously, but just uh, uh, we change the context for this because obviously the song is about dealing with our song is about dealing with um alcoholism and recover and recovery and that is <laughs> that's kind of a, a facet of of uh be, being inebriated is you have that feeling of invincibility that be that uh, that um yeah yeah that very misguided perhaps a sense of um being being bigger than what you are, you know what I mean, and it's kind of more more, more so uh, taking the piss out of myself, whereas he actually is the big man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. I like that. That's a really cool. Reference. Yeah, I don't man. know if people would pick that up straight away either. 
um, by just listening to yeah. it. So it's a, a good little piece of trivia. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's um, I di- I didn't know how obvious that one was going to be. Like I I. I I mean, it's like the the primary line in the song, but I didn't, yeah, didn't know if people were going to pick that up if it was that that it was from a, a Frank Ocean song. But, um, yeah, just yeah, for anybody that's concerned, uh, would be inclined to say that we're ripping it off. It's not at all that. It's homage, and it's um, with, with with complete respect, and and also, um, yeah, like I said, it's um, definitely me. Uh, uh, raking myself over the coals with that line. <laughs> I think what's I think it's I've been really cool with these few tracks already. I mean, usually when we get these playlists from from people we've had on the pod, they're probably more themes that we're, I'm trying to listen to and pick up, and the themes we're talking to. Whereas for yours, like I feel like it's actually directly influenced the way you're actually approaching the song. And I think that's really cool because we haven't actually had those kind of combos yeah. before. So, yeah, thanks for picking these. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you, Philip. I I I I thought that was kind of like the way it w- was supposed to be. To be, to be fair, you know, it's fucking like, allowed. I'm here for it. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be like a, a direct sort of co- correlation, but uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy it. We try to keep it. We try to keep it loose because I think that's when we get some some cool stories. So yeah, fuck yeah, man. Well, should we load that one up and then uh, we'll, we'll play those and a few more and then we'll come back on the other side. Yeah, brother. Like you 12, how you looking up to me and talking down? Can't you see I am the big man? God level, I am the I am. Now film it with the drone cam and the pink like killer cam. Yeah. Zoom on that stick, no way. I'm so close, I'm on that kill. Controller on your lower back, yeah, that's the good. Thicker roll the eyes back in the skull. Rolling when you ride, popping. Rolling when you ride, ride the ride. Got one. Acting turned up like some dirty plastic God, 2016 burn some discs 2017 ideas playing off the Walgreens This a cult, not a click on the net With a cup in a cup, activist That's a double edge, it's a knife And I don't like to fight till I'm fighting Revenge in the air makes my lungs sick Chopper in the sky like a gun trick Clips on clips like Mike it's really all see both sides like Chanel See on both sides like Chanel it's really you on my mind It's really you on my mind It's really you It's really you on my mind Need both sides of the 12 Need both sides of the L Free smoke rings in they hell Sleets no grind for the wealth Whole team diamonds is real Show them how to shine by themselves You need a co-sign for your help I need that bitch to grind on my belt I know you need to drive for my belt I know you seen it drive in itself No my black on the ride cause it's stale But it's stale I see both sides like Chanel I see both sides like you know 
my pockets snug They can't hold my seven, they ban my visa My Amex and MasterCards I got new money and it's all cash I got new bags and they all collapsed Rub a band, a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean, my baby boy, amazing the cash on all unknown. I mean, my baby boy, blazing the dash, got money at home. My pocket's snug, they can't hold my seven, they ban my visa. My Amex and MasterCards, I got new money and it's all cash. I got new bags and they all collapsed. I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean, my baby boy, amazing the cash on all unknown. I mean, my baby boy, blazing the dash, got money at home.
the top there we had Frank Ocean Chanel, and then after that we had the 1975. I'm in love with you. So tell us about the 1975 because I can I can feel some tones tones through the album from this track. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I'm I'm increasingly more influenced and and enamored of that band and and what they do. Um, as artists, like more more than just musicians, man, they are um, just just a, a a real league of the their own, and the scope of their vision is, is just phenomenal. I'm not sure how, how are you guys pretty well versed with with them. Like, do you do you know much about them? I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're they're incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, and just I, I think with this album. That most recent album, um, being funny in a foreign language, like it, it, it's, they strip all of the shit away, and it's just like, oh, sorry, but that that sounds crass. I, I don't mean like that. I mean like they, it's just, it's all, it's, it's like a love letter to love. You know what I mean? Like the whole record mm. is is just is is a is about understanding one another, one another, and celebrating love, and it's. And that's so brave to be to be so sincere and to and to I don't know really 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 make a point of doing that, particularly when it's when it's really cool at the moment to um, I don't know have an artist like uh, Doja Cat or or a lot of artists that are, that are in vogue that it's sort of just like you know like championing. Um, get getting ahead for yourself and making money and fuck everybody else and all that sort yeah. of thing it's like whereas this al- this album and particularly the the song in question pardon me for, for digressing like that yeah just what what a beautiful simple thing and it, it, it just it just never ceases to make me smile yeah i love that and i and i think I mean, the more and more people we talk to in music, I feel like 1975, uh, like your favorite band's favorite band. Uh, and I think that's becoming more and more apparent with more people I talk to. And I think you're right. I think it's just so simple, but just so elegant and beautiful. And I think it's just wear your heart on your sleeve type stuff that, and not to mention the songs are just catchy and it just, yeah, they, they're the best. Oh yeah. That's it, man. And then, yeah, the, the musicality of it, like there's so, there's, there's, what I just said before is sort of just like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much to it. They're, they're yeah, just absolute geniuses. And they had uh, Jack Antonoff, who's the mind behind. Um, Jack Antonoff worked with Lana Del Rey and, and Taylor Swift and like, yeah, you nice. know, some of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah, it's so cool. And um, yeah, as we spoke about earlier with like Beyonce, it's not 1975 in something. I've kind of seeked out, but uh, because of becoming friends with Phil and doing this, it's kind of really opened my eyes up to a lot of these influences because they're just just really, really good artists and musicians and they really know what they're doing. So it's really hard to ignore. Absolutely, man. They're, yeah, they're arguably uh, the biggest band in the, in the world, maybe, uh, and, and, and for good reason. Like when, like an actual like band, you know, of, of you know, like four or five guys. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe maybe bring me the horizon. I'm not sure, but in any case, just yeah, wonderful band. Okay, so the next one we've got is Christian Lee Hudson Strawberry Lemonade. 
Do you want to talk us Great through track. that? Yes. Yeah, man. Um, this one is, I think, I put it, I put it in there for its imaginative lyricism. Like he, he is a real um, wizard with his words. He's he's so great, and um, I I discovered him. He he was re- really heavily championed by Phoebe Bridges and by Samia, who were two amazing singer songwriters um in their own regard and and they're both and they both online were just saying how great that he was and i think he was a part of phoebe's touring party as well and then yeah checking out his his records it's like oh my gosh like the the lyricism is just out of this world and then and that's the that's the primary thing for me with him is the lyricism and the and his sense of melody. He's got a really good sense of um, vocal rhythm, lyrics, and melody. Like he, he just casts quite a spell. Did you guys like it? Yeah, I loved it. And I actually had seen the name pop up a few times because <clears throat> I'm also a big Phoebe Bridges fan, but I'd never actually stopped to listen. Um, but yeah, since I listened to this track a bunch of times, I've, I've got his records now, so I'm keen to give them some more play over the next few weeks. Yeah, this was really cool. Yeah, man. I love this, the storytelling yeah. as well. Yeah, dude. The, the, yes, the, the, the storytelling, the lyricism is just like... I'd, lo- I, I'd love for him to do poetry or, um, or like put out a, a book. Yeah. It actually kind of links to a question I wanted to ask about this track because some thoughts I had was I felt like this was lyrically one of the most complex out of the tracks that you've had so far in this playlist. And I know in your tracks and even listening to Hellions and things on your influence there, I feel like you have a style of writing and then looking at your poetry as well. I feel like there's just a style there that you know, you've really developed over, over your career as a, a singer-songwriter and musician. Thank I you, guess man. does that all come from yourself just – by reading and listening to things or is it always come to you a bit more naturally? And when you hear artists like this, they probably inspire you more. Artists like, artists like this definitely inspire me a lot. Um, I love a good uh, turn of phrase, a good, a good lyric, but um, I, I also make a, like a concerted effort to read as much as I can. I'm, I'm a very slow reader and um I'm sure it's the same with you guys. Like the hardest thing about reading, if you do read, is just picking the fucking thing up. In the f- <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah, but um, just just making sure that I do, and um, and if I can't, then then listening to um audiobooks and just yeah, just just generally, I I think it's very important to keep um keep yourself educated and well for, for me anyway I, I i feel a lot of importance in in keeping myself educated in that way just just uh exercising the mind like any other muscle you know i think that's yeah and particularly if you if you want to be proud of what you're writing then you've got to i think it's necessary actually to to um to get to, to sort of put some effort in and, and, and learn, learn from the greats and from the people that are, are, are very good at what they do in the same way as you would with music, you know, like the, um, mm. 
yeah, people listen to, to bands that they love and, and, and draw influence from that. And so you can, and with, um, lyricism, it should obviously be, you know, as well articulated, um, by articulation, I mean like getting your point across as, as, um, directly and as accurately as you can by means of language. So it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's important. Nice. Well, I think it's a great track to in the in the five track run that you brought with us. I think all these five tracks, like we we can definitely hear their influence on the record, and I think it's great talking through them. So, thank you very much for putting them together for us. You're very welcome, man. It was my, it was my pleasure. So, but I was just going to say, I hope I haven't um, chewed, chewed your ear off. I hope, I hope I haven't taken you over time or anything. No, no, not at we all. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we've had some chats have gone for shorter and gone for a lot longer so this is absolutely fine um we oh, love good, this stuff good. so this is great i was gonna say i've just had an absolute ball just listening through these five tracks and listening through the album and and then connecting the dots is really fun for me that's a, a big part of why we do this is to just to learn about what um people like yourself how how it makes you tick and how your brains work with the within regards to music because yeah we could read about what food you eat on tour or whatever, but that gets a bit stale. <laughs> yeah, man, fuck that. <laughs> I was just gonna say the, the amount the amount of times that you that you hear that and see that it's like those like really those those silly questions. It's like I don't know how many how many people are genuinely curious about that. So, <laughs> pardon me, sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. It's, it's. I mean, <laughs> what, what I was going to say was, I think Bob and I were talking a lot about it, and you brought it up at the start of the pod where you said it's all about playlisting these days, and you know, especially for Agnes Mann as a project that probably genre bends a bit. It sits in a few different places, and it might be hard kind of getting that. I guess when we look at the five tracks that have inspired, uh, like this record that you've brought to us, well, those five tracks are very different to other bands. What other bands have brought to us, and I think it's really cool, kind of expanding the conversation like that because. Like all these songs, I'm sure they inspire a bunch of bands that aren't just that that are in the scene just as much as they're out of the scene. And I think it's just great kind of talking about that and bringing that to light. And I think, um, yeah, this has been good. Absolutely, it's been it's been absolutely wonderful, man. I I, I very much appreciate um, you offering to have me on, Dave. I that was uh, yeah, very glad to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, um, before we play this last track, is there anything you want to plug? Um, socials or anything like that? Um, no, man, I, not not particularly. Just give give the record a spin and and uh, and uh, yeah, no, that's it. I just, I just want to uh, thank thank you again very much for your time. We'll, we'll plug all the uh, the links to everything that we can in, in the description on, on our socials as well. So um, if you are listening, go and check out the new record, the old record, anything really. Um, yeah, it's all good stuff. So, um, yeah. Well, cheers, boys. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks, Matt. And we'll see you at a gig soon, I think. Yeah. And sorry about the lag. <laughs> yes. Oh, but yeah. Oh, but don't, don't. <clears throat> Don't stress, we'll go through it. It's all good. All right, boys. Awesome. awesome. All right, we'll see you later and we'll um, yeah, play the staff track in a minute. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much. Peace.
So as Matt has left the the uh, the chat, uh, how good was that? That was awesome. That was really really great. Uh, thanks again, Matt. I uh, really appreciate appreciate your time. Um, and yeah, we'd love to have you back anytime. As we said, go and uh, pick up a copy of Peace and Why I Didn't Think I Deserved It or Really Needed It Anyway uh, through Stiff Cut Records. I think you can get it off their website. You can get a copy off Artist First, and I think you can get a copy now off uh, Summit Records. Summit Distro. Summit Distro. Um, so you can get a few different copies there. There's some merch on Artist First. Uh, go and stream it wherever you listen to your music. We'll put all the links everywhere. It's an absolutely inspiring record. Uh, we absolutely love it. Both of them, really, this new record and Fantasia Famish. Uh, if you're a fan of Hellions, if you're a fan of just good music, whatever you want, you'll find something in this record. So yep. can't stress enough to go listen to it or pick it up yep. because um, it's just incredible. Yep. And you'll feel some things and that's what you want. You'll get sad. You'll get happy. It's uh, Absolutely. It's It's been a year for those records and this is, this is uh, yeah. This might feature on a few lists. I think it might feature on yours, actually, Phil. But honestly, I was um, I had a lot of time flying this week, as you know. Um, I've been, I've been I've been around, and I've been doing actually a lot of thinking, deep thinking about life, but also music and and what I really am liking this year. And I'm I'm there, there's going to be some hard decisions to make in a, in a month or so when we actually do our interview stuff. So, um, yeah, but it's it's just such a special record. Um, I could talk about it for a long time, but I, I, I'm not right now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's real special. So go check it out. Yeah, check it out. Hit up Stiff Cut Records, Dream Division. Just see what I've got. You should be. You may be able to get both. So um, absolutely, that would be super special. They'd really appreciate their, that there, Alex and Sean. So um, yeah, it's just uh, really really cool. Uh, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a rating review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps the show a lot. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. As you know, uh, go check out our Facebook group, the Press Conference Society, for some spicy stuff incoming over the next few months. And we're actually already planning the next year, <laughs> to be honest. Yep. And uh, January's looking pretty good. Feb's looking pretty good. And um, getting in there a bit more is on the cards. Uh, and as always, we love the feedback and the conversations generated by our topics. And we want to hear from you. So you love it, you hate it, let us know. Uh, we, we love all of it, to be honest. So yeah, please hit us up. Yep. Well, we'll see you next week. Enjoy this track. It's a really good one. Strawberry Lemonade by Christian Lee Hudson. Um, I was calling him Houston all week, but I realized the T was in a different spot. So enjoy this track and uh, we'll see you next week. To cap off the uh, stiff cut, uh, probably a 10-weeker we've had here. So, um, yeah, exciting one next week. We'll see you then. Strawberry lemonade Feeding quarters to a pinball game And getting paid to look the other way My phone finger slapped me right in the face I banged my head on the plexiglass 
I can't remember where my house is at And this mom's against drunk driving at Keeps playing on a loop in the back of the cab What a pitiful hill to climb Every night of my evil fucking life To await to the end of the line I swear I'm really done this time I said goodbye to my oldest friend Could barely string together sentences then A hundred dollar bill folded into his hand I'll see you on the other side of the fence I need headphones to fall asleep I close my eyes and I pretend to be in my little room on Rossbury Stepdad reading Treasure Island to me Pain is a way you can move through time And visit people that are gone in your mind And smooth over every wrinkle you find The truth can't hurt you if you know it's a lie I've had this thing that Joan said to me Circling in my head the last few weeks We were raised on dreams that keep Turning our fingers green Our baby boomers last acid trip I'm Pushing up a casket lid Just some jacker and the petals in a basket Wrapped up in plastic Everything is an accident God's truth is elastic We send a man to the moon and back again Strapped into a trash can